Okay, well, I figured this was going to be one of those pods where we could just sit and talk about the World Cup because there's been some fun. I mean, Spain going for a touchdown against Costa Rica. Yeah, wow. Everybody creaming all over England. I mean, granted, most of what I listen to is England. Canada looked Canada's game today. I mean, it and I mean, good. I'm not sure. At least what yeah. I saw, they look pretty good. I mean, I was at work, so I only saw bits and pieces, though. Uh, but if I have a frustration with Canada and a little bit with the USA is, you know, you got to try vary your attack a little bit. Sometimes when you're playing, don't just keep lumping crosses into the box. My goodness, you know, try some, especially against Wales. That was, if I had one takeaway from Wales, it was, I don't blame, I mean, yeah, it was unfortunate that Zimmerman got the penalty. And, you know, I think if it would have been any other player, he would have got there first. It wouldn't have been just a tackle, no problem. But, you know, Bale is a lot quicker than he looks. And, you know, he's world class. So, and like I said, any 50-50 challenge where it looks like it can possibly be a penalty, well, uh, Bale's going to get the benefit of the doubt. Not, I'm not saying that, that the fix is in or anything. I'm just saying, you know, world class players generally get that benefit of the doubt. Uh, but that game should have been over in the first half. I mean, we could have. But, you know, you just lump crosses in, and they are a big team. You know, they just had them out. Um, but uh, still, was it was a team. good game. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. upset. I was, you know, I was frustrated with the penalty, but I don't really put too much of that on Zimmerman. Uh, you know, shit happens. Though Acosta's tackle on Bale when the uh, Matt Turner was like 50 yards or 40 yards off his line. That was very, very astute tactical foul because that would have been a heartbreaking loss if they would have yeah. kicked it into an empty net. That would have just, you know. And then the U.S. soccer uh, fandom that drives me crazy would have just went ballistic um, because well, you know, they already did. They, yeah, they did. I know, even worse. Out, Rosie. Uh, they would have done it even worse if that would have been the case. But uh, but overall, I thought we looked good. You know, I, I wish uh, sometimes I think the Pulisic is where the ball goes to die. That's kind of mine. Mm-hmm. And he did not have a great game. Other than the passed away, that was beautiful. That was a great goal. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, you know, I understand he's he's got a lot of pressure. He's the golden child or whatever, but you know, sometimes, uh, um, be better. Is way better? Is uh, that's a good question. Um, because I mean, I mean, we're sitting here, we've already anointed Pulisic the greatest, but right. what if they're better? I mean, what if Rodson at, um, Adams, Reina and way are better? Well, I think Tyler Adams right now, I mean, Granted, the sample size is small, but man, he he was brilliant against Wales. Um, now, if they win on Black Friday or get a result, they get a result, then hey, you know, great, because I'll be happy with the draw. Uh, it depends on what Wales does to Iran, because that'll make uh, the last. I mean, as it stands, that last group game, you know, because they're at simultaneous. That's going to be a interesting one because that's Wales and England and you know Wales yeah. is going to be up for that one uh, and who knows what Iran is going to be like so uh, I, I don't know it's hard to tell on the uh, 
the demolition, but they did score two against England, so there's something. So, but I, yeah. I think if you want just creative genius, uh, I think Gio Reyna might be that guy more than anybody in the on the team for the USA because that kid, you know, he just, I mean, his dad was a good player, but his dad wasn't that maestro that his son yeah. is. He must take after his mom a little bit because, um, I think Claudio yes. says the same thing too. I yeah. think I've heard Claudio say that Gio's just a step or two better. Is yeah. that he? I mean, he still has a ways to go to get to his dad's level of of career. Because I mean, his dad oh, was yeah. his dad was fantastic. I mean, but um, all, all in all, I think Turner was good. I mean, he's definitely proved. I mean, he got a hand to that penalty against Bale. Yeah. He just didn't. Uh, he just didn't save it. I mean. Because that was the thing, power, you know, power. And he didn't even place it super well, but he hit it so hard, it didn't matter. You know, that thing was just a rocket. Uh, but it was, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I thought we played well. I would think, I wish we had had one more goal. And that's kind of where I'm going with that whole, you know, when Morris came in, which I, you know, I thought they maybe bury their attack, maybe try to send him because he's faster than anybody on that field for either team. Uh, or play the ball at the feet because that team is good in the air, but they're not. I would be more comfortable that we could get a, get fouled in the box if we just played it to the feet. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do yeah. against England. <laughs> that's going to be an interesting one because it I, is. I mean, I I do think I do think England's going to come through. It's going to win the group anyway. I yeah. the toss up with me is Wales and the U.S. because I mean Wales isn't just Gareth Bale. I mean no. Gareth is on the last legs of his career. It's obvious, but he's yeah. still light years better than a lot of players. Yeah. That Wales has had. I mean, he touched the ball twice in the box when he got fouled yeah. when he kicked the penalty. That's it. <laughs> and, and for people to say, and I hadn't realized this, it's been 64 years since the last time they were there. In yeah. The well, come on, I'm like. Yeah, I thought that stat was cool when they said Wea was the first player to score against Wales since in the World Cup since Pele. I said, wow, that's good company. Uh, oh, yeah. But I and I didn't get to see the game because you know I was I was asleep. It was like at three o'clock in the morning, uh, and I forgot it was on, which is sacrilege. Uh, was the Argentina Saudi Arabia game, and like I was, and definitely made that draw against Saudi Arabia that we did because I remember I was at work after those friendlies, and I, one of my coworkers, and that like soccer, he's like. Are you worried about the team? And I went, after these two friendlies? No, not at all. I don't worry about some friendlies. Friendlies are just that. Uh, but it definitely looked a lot better seeing those results after watching what Japan did today and what our, uh, Saudi Arabia did to Argentina. I mean, granted, they might have been on the back foot the whole game. They looked uh, – they were on the back foot a lot, at least in the highlights, but they did make the keeper work, and the two strikes were nice and – Argentina, come on. You have nobody to blame. You get three no. goals called off or offside, and they weren't even questionable calls. I mean, 
especially, I mean, it's the, a lot of those guys play in Europe. I mean, the prim, it's like the Premier League VAR. So if you're like a, a hair offside, a literal human hair, the computer's going to catch it and they're going to call it. That's what they've been doing for two years now. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's the, a little bit. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing with a lot of those South American sides is that there's really not many domestic players no. on there. I mean, I think Brazil took like three no. from their home leagues, if that. And it's like a couple defenders and, right. and Weaverton, who is, I think, at Botafogo or somewhere, and, either there or Corinthian. And, and but, the, the teams that do would be like Ecuador and Colombia, yeah. the small, I mean, the, and they would, even they would still only have like a handful. Uh, Cause I don't know. Ecuador has many players in Europe. They might have some in Mexico, but yeah. yeah. Ecuador would be a team. I think of all the South American teams that would have some domestic base players. Well, that in Uruguay, because technically because Suarez is back at national. So that, yeah, that's true. That, I guess that, that does count. Raise, so yeah, that would raise that one. Too much because a lot of those Uruguayan players go early because once you get out of like Wanderers, Nacional, and Penarol, mm-hmm. there's not much. There's not really much there, and you know how we, you know how the sport is thought of. You get anybody under the age of nineteen that can go, they're gone. Right. They do I tend mean, to go back though. Uruguayans are good for that. I mean, there's speculation that Ladero when his contract's up, we'll end up back at Nassie and all. So we'll see. I know he's got another year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, it's kind of like how um, Flamenco swept everything but the Brasiliaro this year is mm-hmm. they have basically a couple a couple um, wingbacks from Barcelona in the um, last 10 years. I mean, Danny Elvis is there. Gabby Goal is there. And there's another former European that all came back that helped um, Flamenco get Copa de Brazil and Copa Libertadores this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, Tevez went came. Everybody goes. Some a lot of times people go home. Tevez yeah. went back home to Boca, but uh, yeah, he so going. he kept going back. I mean, he. Yeah, that's I mean, true. It's, I mean, if he get if he gets if he gets um, Rosario Central going and real get starts getting really good good coaching there, you'll be at Boca. You'll be a manager at Boca within pretty soon because I mean he will be probably the only great that's gone through as manager because Maradona never wanted to. Right. I mean, Raquelme's one of the vice presidents and. They won't touch Palermo. They won't touch Martin Palermo again. I think no, Kearney went in there. It was not Palermo that's gone in there. So, yeah. I mean, they're not going to. They're not going to give um, Bonacci a fourth time. He's eighty at this point. So, I mean, mm-hmm. but that's that was the thing that was fun. Uh, fun about this is so many so many of the underdogs have won. I mean, Japan has enough players over yeah. in Europe. Heck, three of them are at, uh, I think three three of them are at Celtic right now. Well, yeah, I, I, I haven't looked at the roster, but if I made one comment on the, on the game I saw was, that goalkeeper was good, but he did not do himself any favors. His 
rebound. He left so many rebounds. Yeah. He made that game so hard for himself. Because he, I mean, some maybe it was some of it. Could you got to give Germany some credit? Might have just been great yeah. shots, too. But he punches everything or left a rebound or. But hey, he did. He did well. I mean, holy mackerel, that game was fun to watch because uh, oh, Germany yeah. was buzzing until they weren't. <laughs> and then it was, you know, it was Japan. So that part that part of the World Cup has been great. The uh, Qatari shenanigans have been less great. You know, now that they have the World Cup and it started and they're not going to pull it, not that FIFA would because FIFA is only interested in lining their pockets. Yeah. Uh, all the uh, I, I heard that they walked back the uh, no beer sales. You know, so. Oh, I'm sure they. I was sure they were going to right off the beginning. Anyway, I mean, so you Budweiser's get a, like, dude, we spent a lot of money to be the official beer of the World Cup, and now we can't sell any beer in the stadiums. Yeah. So for the peasants, yeah, for the rich people, they're getting it pretty. All the time. I mean, you're you're seeing. I mean, like Beckham is there, and you see you see him with a drink in his hand, pretty regularly. And but I mean, he's a Brit. I mean, they all no yeah. offense, they all drink. I mean, oh yeah, got a Jenny right by that. me. So. But yeah. I mean, the, the, a lot of this is not a surprise to me. And the, the, one of the things I'm going to pick with is the. Sorry, I walked in the door. <laughs> the dog yeah. keeps opening the door. The people uh, making the statements about the wearing the, the the one love armband. I get. I would have worn that on there because soccer is a political sport in and of itself, and the people that say uh, it keep always it out has of been. It. Yeah. yeah, the people that say keep it out of there really bugs the hell out of me because they don't really yeah. know the sport. My well, problem any sport with, anymore, but no, yeah. especially soccer. Yeah. My problem is with the media people wearing the um wearing the rainbow on their shirt on their like masks or their shirts and get being surprised that they're getting kicked out. I mean like yeah. the whole bullshit that Grant Wall did. Yeah. I was I gonna mean, mention Grant, so yeah. yeah. And 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 um Kevin Baxter at the LA Times. He's sitting yeah. in the media, in the press room, and puts on uh, puts on his mask that has it on there. I'm like, really, yeah. really? It's not about you when you're no. in the press box. It's about what's going on. Well, you're there to work too, so yeah, I get that. I mean, and I, I'm not saying. I think it's. I think Qatari should. You know, they're doing themselves a disservice because. I think their idea is we don't want to call attention to this. Well, that's exactly what you're doing, you know. Just yeah. and if they just would have let that, I mean, you see what Germany did with the whole cover their faces on yeah. uh, the photo. Uh, they're not going to face any sanctions. What What are you going to do? That's That's the thing. Uh, what can FIFA do? I mean. Other than finding a federation, that's not going to matter. There's some, yeah. they're going to all these teams are going to get a big chunk of change just for showing up. Um, either you're going to have to yellow card players or deduct points, and uh, I don't think they're willing to do that. And I think that would be 
that would be a travesty. And it would just make this, I mean, this World Cup's already going to go down as a, you know, as, I don't even know how to word it. Just, uh, you know, it's definitely a World Cup. I mean, we're all excited that the World Cup's here. We're excited we're playing because it's been eight years. Mm-hmm. But nobody wanted it there. And everybody still has a bad taste about how it got there and what happened. And, uh, you know, and everyone's just kind of, well, we'll just forget about that and focus on the game a little bit. Uh, but I did see that wall when he tweeted that picture of himself with the T-shirt and they wouldn't let him in. And he just, I think he just had to put some over the shirt. So, uh, but he, he did a whole sub stack about it and put it behind a wall. So you could yeah, I didn't about. see that one because I'm um, not going to pay for that. So Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I mean, I, I'm not surprised with Grant that he would, I'm not surprised with Grant or Kevin Baxter that they would call that bullshit. Right. Because that's what life is. And I like both of them as I writers. do too. I think they're, I mean, I think they're both great writers. Yeah. Uh, actually, the guys I really like are uh, Stasco and Tenorio because they're there oh, and yeah. their whole uh, rebuilding the world, the the World Cup or the USMT, U.S. men's national team in the wake of not qualifying and this whole journey, uh, that whole series of podcasts they released yeah. that I binged just before the World Cup was really good and uh highly recommended to anybody i mean it's on the athletic so i don't know i mean if you're a soccer fan that or just a sports fan in general doesn't have to be soccer any sport the athletic is such a good bar not that i'm i'm plugging them but it is such a good it's a good resource i love that you know and i hate reading stories online but that's the only way you can now because print's pretty much dead and i i mean I do it. I cancel my subscription to my newspaper because all I was doing was generating recycling and paying for the privilege. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to cancel that. So, uh. yeah, which is, which is all. Uh, I mean, that's Tenario and Space Coast are vastly underrated. I know a lot of people in the sport in <laughs> the United States really like them, but their stuff is really good. It yeah. kind of was my foot back into MLS is I mm-hmm. when they were still with the Toro Soccer show, I would yeah. I would listen to their stuff pretty regularly because it they they're pretty unbiased with what right. they say. Yeah. On it. Like you get it when you listen to the Kooligans. They're they're completely biased about New York City FC, but they work for them. Yeah, and, and the Cooligans, though, you know what you're getting into with the yeah. Cooligans, and the Cooligans are just fun, and they're they're yeah. they they got they're they're funny, they they give and take. Uh, I love listening to those guys because, yeah. and I don't care if they're biased about NYCFC. I mean, great. I I don't I don't expect any uh, team specific podcast to not be biased, and I I don't get worked up. Um, if they are my beef with any of writers is, you know what? Uh, if this is a soccer thing or a football thing or a baseball thing, talk about that. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Uh, I'm, it's great that you have them. It's great that you feel passionate about them, but do that. Not, I'm, I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. You know, I have my own opinions, 
I don't necessarily feel a need to share that all the time. And, you know, because when I listen to soccer podcasts, I want to hear that. It's my it's my relaxation. I don't want to hear a bunch of nonsense. So, yeah, that's why uh, like I, I have stopped listening to podcasts that I've enjoyed just because I don't want to deal with that. So I'm just yeah. I'll look for I mean, I, I'm the same way with about 90 percent of the Portland Timber stuff over the last three years. Now, right. I, I granted 90 percent of it was justified with. Gavin Wilkinson and that whole that, that, but that's not that really was, political. That's that's topical and that's news. And if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna cover the timbers, uh, all of that was just you have to cover that. You know, yeah. I don't think I don't think the fans were as angry as they could have been. I mean, they were they were vicious, and I don't blame the Timbers Army or the Timbers fans. No, I don't either. With it. I actually could, felt bad for him, which is a really weird emotion yeah, for me. They could have uh, been worse with it. With just a, how much activism is with that with that whole group? Mm-hmm. And I'm on shit. I'm on a shit list on with half of them because of how I talk. But yeah. with the with the just with with how how they are able to ranch it up some support and really help out people. They could have really done, gotten that goal, gotten Paulson out, Paulson and Wilkinson out much quicker. Right, and <laughs> as much as I don't care about Wilkinson, I do uh, think he fell on the sword for uh, Merritt Paulson. I know he resigned as whatever. He still owns the team, so I mean, yeah, yeah it's great. He's not involved in the day to day, but you still own the team, dude. You know, yeah. you knew and. The thing, the the thing that was so bad about them is because they talked one way and acted another. I mean, though he knew all that. They signed Polo. I mean, they had they had two things going on. They had the whole domestic abuse with Andy Polo and his wife, and then they had the whole crazy uh, sexual harassment thing with the the coach. I can't even remember his name now, but and that guy had left a way a wake of sexual oh. harassment destruction no matter everywhere he went um and it's not just the timbers that oh, God have no. to look that can't look themselves in the mirror and say hey we could have done more there's a lot you know and the guys reach out to paulson i don't know what he said but when he says to the media oh it was for soccer reasons really you know and the thorns of all the teams in WSL, that is your flagship brand in women's soccer, you know, and you let that go on and alienated your, the biggest fan base in the NWSL. Yeah, exactly. Big time. I mean, that's, A, it's just bad business, you know, and B, you should have just fired him right out of the gate and told the world, this is why we're firing him. It's not because he's a bad coach. It's not because the results aren't what we wanted. Because he's a he's a scumbag and he should, and he doesn't deserve to work here, you know, or anywhere in soccer, you know, coaching yeah. women. Yeah, that's that's why that that's why that study that I was done outside of women's soccer and then on WSL didn't yeah. surprise me whatsoever. No, that I'm, was a brutal read too. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Usually, I, I see an article like that, and I say, like, "Oh my God, how many pages is this? I got to read online." Oh, I don't think I'm going to read that whole thing. And usually, you get the gist after a couple of maybe a page or two, and I say, like, "Wow, I 
the more I read, the more I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. And the yeah. more you, you dug into it, it's like, wow. And, and the thorns did not cooperate in the investigation. Nope. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I sent that to my sister because my my niece is playing right now. I don't know if she's gonna come back for a second year, but knowing her, she yeah. will because she'll be a little bit taller and her friends will be right. there and and she will she loves whatever color they put her in for that week. Ah, there you go. That's my niece. Yeah. yeah, but that's at that age, it's all right. It's just about having fun. Yeah, but still, I mean, I, I I wasn't surprised with any of that because I remember when the Washington Spirit got taken down because of all that crap mm. a couple couple right. years ago. So I mean, that's really not all that bad. So I mean, when going over to Qatar, none of this is a surprise to me. I mean, no. the odds that they have people in. That you have to pay for. I mean, oh yeah, on. the little the little fan campground. I mean, God, uh, so much for uh, seeing what uh, Doha is at the city or Doha, seeing the, what the city of uh, the nightlife or the just checking out the countryside of Qatar or Qatar um, is like. I, I saw a couple of those posts where they'd show the fan encampments. I was like, what the hell? What have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah, because you know, sure as hell, 90% of the media is in in those big high-rises somewhere. Yeah. None of the, I mean, BBC, I, ITV, um, Sky, and all that, yeah. they're by, I, I don't know if Fox is over there completely. I, they may all be over there, or they may be doing half and half. Mm-hmm. No idea. But, I mean, I'm like, Really? So the next person that bitches and moans about the U.S. saying that they don't want to come over here, I'm like, it's going to be 100% better. Yeah. And, and claiming human rights issues. Let's let's go on to what the last five yeah. World Cup places have been. No yeah, one's Russia. Claimed. Russia is definitely a bastion of yeah. uh, human rights. And, yeah. so, I mean, <laughs> South on, Africa. Man, this... France. Yeah. Well, at and, least South Africa and, is a work in progress. I'll give them yeah. that. You know, uh, Qatar and Russia are definitely not a work in progress, as much nope. as you might want to say they are. Uh, I'm not on board with that because I think you're full of crap. Uh, but yeah, I mean, still, I mean, all all this, it's it's going to be the same thing in 2026. We're gonna whip everything up. It's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be like '94. It's gonna be put on a great scale. It's gonna be great, and people are gonna remember it for the rest of their lives. Don't get me wrong. This is gonna be kind of fun. Yeah. But no, point, I'm excited. I'll be an old man, but so well, I'll be I'm getting. Uh, what are we eight no, years out? I'll, yeah. So I will be sixty. Six. Yeah, and I'll be. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Damn, I'll be. Damn I better your... start working out, man. Because I, I want to be doing. I want to be checking it out because Seattle has got is a host city. So, uh, but the nice thing about, and I know this is not the FIFA uh, business model, 
which is probably why it doesn't what get to USA or England or Germany or wherever as much is because they could come in uh, today and say, yeah, we had to move the World Cup to the USA and USA could put it on by the end by you give them two weeks. Oh, we'll have it all set up, but I'll be up and running. We don't have to build any stadiums. We have all the stadiums already. We're used to big events. Good to go. Bob's your uncle and England to all soccer specific stadiums. Yeah. Plenty of big ones, you know, uh, and they could, they're the same way. They could set it up in two weeks and be ready to go. Germany the same way. You know, but I know FIFA loves to to build new stadiums just to get more, you know, whatever. And more then revenue. we have like in Brazil now you have a beautiful spank brand spanking new stadium that's a bus barn because nobody uses it. So so what's the point? You know. You know yeah, exactly. Because you know they're not going to build a new stadium in Mexico. They're going to use the Azteca because why? Why would you? Well, it's not fancy enough. You think soccer fans care? Soccer fans literally do not care how fancy the stadium is. Can we get beer? Sure. Can we watch the game? Yes. That's all you need. You know, exactly. soccer fans are actually not hard to please when it comes to they don't need bells and whistles because you can't. There's no downtime. It's not like baseball. The nice stadiums are great for baseball because there's a lot of downtime. And you can go get food or whatever. Soccer fans, usually you walk in, once the kickoff, you are, you're not leaving your seat until halftime. Then you're running to the bathroom, and then you're getting back. You know, you do your drinking before the game, maybe some at half or after the game. You know, you don't – when you're in the stadium, you're focused on what's on the field. So it doesn't matter what's around you. You know, nobody cares. You know, and it's like NFL or football is the same deal. There's a lot of downtime. You know, so you have time, you know, soccer, you can't turn away from the field because you'll miss something, you know. Yeah. You, other sports, a lot of other sports, you can, you know, so. Exactly. But, yeah. And that's, that's the thing with, that's the thing with Qatar is, I mean, I, I like kind of having the, the matches on all day because, I mean, yeah. take, taking the year sabbatical from working, I'm getting to watch a lot, so yeah, I'm you go. getting to sit here or li- listen to uh, listen to the matches. I mean, tomorrow, I mean, yeah. we got matches. We got the NFL. We got the NBA. We got college all in one day. Yeah, so that's this, a lot tomorrow. Yeah, that this what yeah. this is what makes it a lot of fun, and it's going to be the only problem with it being here for me, unless if it's out on the West Coast. Yeah, it is. I mean, well. It's all over, you know. Yeah. Now, to be honest, in four years, God, I hope I'm in. Uh, uh, in four years, God, I hope I've moved out of Buffalo. Ugh. Well, and by by the USA World Cup, hopefully, I'm retired, so I will be free to do whatever I'm going to do. Yeah. And and working is not one of those things. So, because you know, no. my goal is four years, not eight, to be retired. So. And much yeah. more incentive now. So. Oh yeah, exactly. So you travel around and watch it. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, but and that, go ahead. But that—that's the thing is ha- having these games and being able to watch them. Great. Now, hopefully, in the next four years, 
social media calms down, which it's not probably going to, but watching the games and seeing the instantaneous let's yell and scream with with the U.S. being there is kind of interesting. Because I don't remember this eight years ago. No. Uh, Social media, you know, I, I have, you know, I, everybody knows that I love the Sounders and I'm a big fan. I was fan of the year, blah, blah, blah. But I'm in no fan groups. I, I, I had to leave my last one, you know, uh, I rarely anymore listen to Sounder. I mean, I listen to like Sounders Weekly. That's one. I mean, it's the radio station that puts it on. It's not a podcast. I listen to it as a podcast, but, you know, because that one, I mostly get to hear just what I want to hear talking about the team. I don't get to hear, you know, the personal uh, tribulations of the hosts, which a couple of the other podcasts that I used to listen to all the time that I just can't get through anymore because, uh, uh, they they love to talk about whatever injustice that they see, and I, and I get it. I'm against injustice too, but I don't want to get. Be- I'm, I want to focus on that when I'm focusing on that, and and just not. I digress, but um, just so anyway, we had a bit of news when Garth left yeah. to go to Atlanta, and because <laughs> the Sounders. Weird timing because last week, last Wednesday, actually, because I, I went to it because normally now you have to RSVP to the business meeting because the last couple of years, you know, we haven't went. It was COVID, so it was all Zoom. And before that, it was in the 90, which is a really small space down by the Lumen. But, they you know, they're getting their new training ground. So they're actually in their new training ground, even though they train over at Starfire. They have their op- some of their stuff in the new place that is in construction. Uh, the old Boeing headquarters at Long Acres, if you're familiar with the area, Long Acres used to be a racetrack way back when, uh, a horse racing track. So they had it there. I did the little tour of, of what's going to be in the in the place is massive. So mm-hmm. uh, and they had little pictures of this is what it's going to look like. But they had like the shirt hallway where they have little mannequin uh torsos wearing all the shirts back through the NAS you know from now to the NASL so that was cool then they have the scarf wall with not all the trophies they only have two of the four open cups just front and center is like if you'd walk in they're all there so that was pretty cool and then you know they had the dais and then they talked and you know Garth was uh voted to retain with 90% vote of confidence, though there not enough people voted, so it didn't matter anyway, because yeah. there wasn't enough. And he would even if they said we don't like him, he has to go. He didn't have to go. But his contract was up at the end yeah. of the year. So and you know, and granted he didn't let on that he was thinking of leaving. I don't know if this came fast, if it's in negotiations. And in all fairness, he is not obligated to tell anybody a damn thing. You know, he fulfilled his contract. He, you know, you can't say he didn't do a good job for the team. I mean, we won a boatload of trophies uh, in his tenure. But I think at the end of the day, he wants he wants to be the man, total control. And he has that now at Atlanta. He is the CEO of the whole team, you know, uh, you know, both sides, and he was as high as he was going to get here because the 
Adrian is a very hands-on owner. And then the other, one of the other owners of the thousand owners we have, because we're trying to be like LAFC and have as many owners as possible. Uh, the business side is done by another owner. And so Garth is like, this is as high up the food chain as I'm going to get. Not that that's not a good spot, but, uh, you know, and who knows how much money they're paying him. So I wasn't upset that he left. I was sad because I think yeah. he's, he's done a great job and it's big shoes to fill. I think Craig Weibel, I, I saw a thing, you know, someone had commented, you know, it was something he saw off Reddit and you know how reliable Reddit is. Yeah. Uh, if it's on Reddit, it's got to be true, but they think Craig Weibel might be the next guy and he, which makes sense because he was right underneath him. So, uh, that wouldn't be bad. Wasn't uh, Craig Weibel a commentator for you guys? Or oh, he used to play for us way back. Uh, he might have a little bit, but he played for the USL Sounders, and then he went to the UW. So he is a local in that regard. And yeah. then he was at Salt Lake City, another player, another guy we got from Salt Lake City. Uh, but just looking at some of the social media posts about the whole deal, it's like, oh, what was the vote for it? Well, the vote was not to lock him in. It's not like he couldn't leave. He His contract's up. But just some of the vitriol that was directed at him because he decided to take on a new challenge. I mean, fair enough. What what? Yeah. Other than winning the Club World Cup, what's there left to win? I mean, he's got everything. That he, he won yeah. basically everything with you guys. Right. The only th yeah, he he did. He won an Open Cup in 2014. He won a Supporter Shield in 2014. He won two MLS Cups and he won the Champions League. And that's the one he really wanted, you know. Uh, so, but I don't know. I just hate that um, kind of attitude. Like, wow, yeah. you can't just say thanks. But, and I said this to a friend of mine when I was at the business meeting. It's not related to Garth, but so they had garth talked they had adrian talked they had uh peter tomazawa he's like the director of the business i'm hoping i'm pronouncing his name right and that guy's long-winded but he's got great stories oh uh, nice. yeah and uh, they had a uh, and then we had these little breakout sessions and i went and watched uh went and saw the uh guy who talked about the developmental the the developmental part you know the academy and stuff like that which is really cool uh but so I see all these guys, but one guy was not there. And I said, that's kind of odd. You would think that the coach would have shown up at the annual business meeting, but Brian Schmetzer was not there. So hmm. no one said anything. I don't know if it was a prior commitment, which I'd have a hard time figuring out or who knows. So oh, I just thought it was odd. Uh, maybe a year or two older than, you know, a year older than me. So 59, maybe. You know, that's not old, really not, not, not coach, not coach old. Yeah, that's not coach old by any stretch of imagination. Right. But I mean, I'm just going with it. I mean, Mourinho's got to be older than that by this point. And I know Bill Self at Kansas is mm -hmm. maybe 65 now. Yeah. If that. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll look it up and he'll be like 72 knowing that. But. Yeah, there, maybe. But, I mean, God. Uh, Pete Carroll is, is in his 70s and yeah. you know, still runs around like a kid. He is my role model for aging. So, oh yeah, and uh, he doesn't look at he doesn't look at either, which is no. Which is, I mean, it's like um, 
Arsenal Wagner doesn't look. Arsenal Wagner's in his seventies. I know that yeah, one. No. He doesn't look. He looks good. Yeah. Too, but he's. I mean, he hasn't coached in sixty years. Maybe oh, that's probably why he looks good now. He's like, I don't need that argument. Yeah, I don't I mean, need that aggravation. Because um, you see, you see, it like when Mourinho leaves each job and he goes into punditry, he looks much better. Now he just looks like, oh, he's going to eat his yeah. children for a while. Oh yeah, when when he had left Man United after Man United and Real Madrid, he looked like like wow, the years have taken yeah. a toll. And then enter. So yeah, let's take some pressure filled jobs, you know. Uh, Chelsea, I don't think, was so pressure-filled when he took it the first time because nobody expected anything because they hadn't nope. been anything for a while. And then, wow, they were just so excited uh, that he was so good. Um, but, yeah, he definitely it. And I think something time Mourinho tends to read his own clippings too much. Uh, so do you think that with Smetzer is that he's just not there or is it that he could be retiring and moving on. See, that's a thing. I don't know. I know he's still under contract. I just thought it was odd. And and it could have been totally innocent. Like, uh, you know, we don't need him there, but uh and I you know, I'm trying to think back if if he had been there all the time. I know in twenty sixteen he was because that's when they took the interim tag off and they gave him the job full time. But for me it just seemed odd. Uh, Could that be bumping him upstairs and moving someone else in? uh, Maybe, but uh, I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, I think if they did that, uh, I think the guy they might want would be like Gonzo, but Gonzo has got a job right now. So, um, I don't know. It'd be interesting. So, uh, I was going to, I had a comment that I was going to say, and now I I lost it. but yeah, it just seemed weird that he wasn't there. So, I mean, that, that that's kind of interesting that the founders let you do something like that <laughs> as a as a longtime fan. You get to sit in on that type of. No, no, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, they had the Q and A, so you could email or write a Q and A and they question. And one thing, because uh, they're carbon neutral, they are a carbon neutral club, and which is great. Yeah, it is great. Uh, so, and one thing like the Kraken do, and I think the Storm do it as well, because it came up in one of the questions, and they wanted to see if the Sounders would be willing to do it. Uh, if you buy a ticket to like the Kraken or the Storm, part of your ticket is you go to the to their app or whatever, and you get a free pass to travel to take mass transit to the game. And with the Kraken, like where I live, it's two. You got to take the light rail to. Uh, Westlake Center, where the monorail is, and then you take the monorail to, to um, where Climate Pledge is. So, but it didn't cost me. So normally, like when I go to a Sounders game with two people, round trip is twelve bucks. I mean, it's not oh, bad. Okay. No, yeah. it's not bad at all. But you know, twelve bucks I don't have to pay. Twelve bucks I don't have to pay because over yeah. the course of a season, and I, and I mean, perfectly frank, I used to drive into the city, but. The reason I stopped, A, it's it's easy, you know, to take the light rail. It's not far from my house. But I also, you know, Seattle, that down by the stadium is kind of a shithole with mm. homeless and just whatever. There's places like, yeah, I don't want to walk down this avenue because it's all fentanyl abusers and all that crap, graffiti everywhere. I don't want to leave my car down there. So, yeah. you know, 
I'll just walk to the light rail. And they, so someone had asked that question. It's like, would the Sounders be willing to do that? And then they asked this one person. And they asked her a couple of questions. She was part of the committee for the World Cup and some mm-hmm. other stuff. I think she's like legal counsel, too. <laughs> and so she's answering the question. And I think Garth heard me because I was right at the front. You know, the only time I ever sat in the front in anything, you know, school, I was always in the back. Cause, but uh, she's talking, answering the question, and, and, you know, all cards are on the table, all options are on the table kind of thing. And then they ask another question about something else, and she answers that. And I go to my friend. I said, you ever notice that she never answers the question when you ask her a question? They just go the, the, the standard spiel. Like uh, we're exploring all all options, everything's still on the table. It's it's a simple question: yes or no. Yes, we're thinking about it. We still got things to work out. All right, fair enough. Or no, at this time we 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 don't have the ability to do that. Great, done. You know, it might not be the answer you want to hear, but it's done. You know, don't give me this long-winded uh, answer that doesn't answer the question. I I saw enough of that. With the elections, thank God they're over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and I said that to my friend, and Garth looks at me, and and I start, he starts laughing. I said, "Hey, well, you know, just don't answer the, you just don't answer the question." You know, uh, sometimes they can't. Yeah, just say that. You know, you know, it's kind of like that. I yeah. So, just I just find that kind of. I mean, granted, that's not unusual no nothing a lot of times stuff doesn't get broken at those things sometimes it does you know they have they have told you real things not always but some you know usually at least some point they'll talk about something it's all right that's a real thing great but i mean it's a simple answer i think it's it'd be great just because it saved me a little bit of money but it's not a deal breaker for me either way i'm still going to take the train because it's easy you know uh but yeah, yeah, and still cost effective as opposed to the other sports. Holy mackerel! Um, oh yeah, but, yeah. That, I mean that's that's the that's the one thing I'm going to miss living in a big city is how easier it is to get to big events like that. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, do you think? Because Atlanta's been a train wreck for a bit, and they have to kind of gut them. They have to gut some of that team. I mean, if Guzan actually even comes back. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it definitely has his work cut out for him. And Joseph Martinez is not coming back. Cause I don't think him and Pineda have the same idea about how they want to approach uh, football. So. That probably means uh, Bocanegra will be moving on, too, because I can't see him staying. Uh, he might. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, that team does. Is a, it's, I mean, they got plenty of money. So he, oh, he's, yeah. he's just kind of moving up the food chain uh, financially. I mean, he went from a small market to Salt Lake, Salt Lake City to, uh, as they called it, the upper middle class, which would be Seattle. They're not a big spender. They're not a small spender. I just don't. No. I don't think it's not like they can't afford it, but they also don't like to spend money. You know, I think they Adrian is always one of those. I want to run a sustainable business because that's I mean, when he took over the team back in the USL days, 
they were hemorrhaging money like crazy. I mean, granted, that's what USL teams tended to do. Yeah. And um, managed to, you know, he cut some staff or whatever. You got things streamlined. Everybody's happy. You know, gave players jobs in the off season. I know uh, Zach Scott like worked for him as like an accountant or something when he wasn't playing. So probably made just as much money doing that than he did playing back in those days. So, uh, but he, I think he likes to run. He spends what the team makes. He doesn't want to dip into. And I, I mean, I don't blame him. I don't have an issue with, uh, I don't like to just spend other people's money. I wish I could. I mean, that's what football managers for. You can oh, spend yeah. all the money you want and nobody cares, but you know, this is real money and you know, he has plenty of money. Doesn't mean he has, uh, I'm going to sign, you know, a guy to, you know, a $75 million contract. Cause that's just not the yeah. world we live you in. You know, because Atlanta has that, that connection with Aberdeen. Is this, yeah, they do. Is this a way, and I don't know Gareth well enough. Is this a stepping stone to Europe for him? Uh, I don't know. Or is That's... this the end? Uh, well, to be perfectly honest, I would have thought he that this was the end here. Uh, but it's like anything. Maybe it's like coaches, too. After so long, sometimes coaches need a new uh, challenge. Players need a new voice to yell at them because they're tired of this voice. So... Uh, um, maybe I wouldn't rule it out, uh, cause I wouldn't have thought he would have left here, but you know, maybe because that's uh, another subject. Cause that would be, I mean, outside of Atlanta United, I mean, he's come from a couple really sustainable franchises yeah. and to go over somewhere like Aberdeen, who has never really had money, but has done it mm-hmm. at a level of kind of like what the Sounders do it is yeah. develop their own cash basically buy low sell high right type of thing i mean with him in the system now i don't know how connected atlanta and aberdeen uh, are. i have no idea i know I there's know. a connection there but i i don't know what level i know it's they've not, done like player training yeah. and stuff like that but don't know if he can like directly move or be like a consultant over, but I mean, he has more silverware. On, Gareth has more silverware on him. Yeah, Aberdeen has since Fergie left. Right. No, that's true. He's got three cups, and he's he's got a lot of runner-ups too. I mean, we had four. You know, Western Division. You know, the Salt Lake. You know. One an ML. You know, I mean, they 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 were in a bunch of finals. You know, they didn't win them, but they were still there. So, you know, as a GM, yeah, it'd be nice to win it, but you can't really. You, you that's still a, an yeah. impressive. He has an impressive body of work. So, and wasn't he? Be, a, didn't he get a couple as a player too? I don't know because he was only a player for like a minute. Oh, okay, yeah, because I remember someone saying he had. He was an MLS player for a bit. I didn't he know was, he was, but he was like a career backup in the very okay. early days. I think he played like 50 games throughout his career, and that, um, uh, that's a guess. 
Yeah, it, it's one of those things like Chris Klein or there. There's a couple. I think like Kimba Porter had like one or two games. Or yeah, I think, but Chris Klein was a great player. I mean, especially for that era of MLS. Yeah, Garth was never that good. Uh, and that's him. But there's saying a couple that, of me. those. Yeah, there's a couple of those administrators that played, but were just like filling type of. Yeah. But yeah, Chris type. Klein was a good player. Um, you know. So I mean, Jason Christ. I mean that, which is great. It's, it's. Um, I said that too when I was watching the uh, France game yesterday, and I was saying that to a, my one of my managers at my job because her, uh, her husband was there and said, "Oh, you want to meet my husband? Yeah, sure." And so, oh, and then the Australia France game was on. And I said, "You know, you feel like you're getting old when you remember Didier Deschamps as a player." And he looks at me, and goes. I don't remember that because I mean he's he's young. Uh, he might he might have been six in '98. So uh, yeah, because I I remember Didier Deschamps as a player because he was on that '98 uh, World Cup winning team for France. You know, and he oh, played I, at Juventus and yeah, you know, he was in the first video. He was in the first management video games I got for the sport. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, because he he didn't stop playing until God early. Yeah. The knots. I mean, he, he didn't make it le- that much into it, but I remember him being in there for like one of the Chelsea. Yeah, no, he he's definitely that golden age. Uh, well, maybe until now. I mean that that France team back then that was team was so good. You know, they had oh, yeah. all the Frenchies that played at Arsenal. You know, Petit, Emmanuel Petit, and Vieira. Nelson, uh, Nicholas Anelka, and um, and then Henri and yeah. David Trezeguet and uh, Fabian Bartes. I mean, that team was that team was so good because nobody thought they would beat Brazil. Everyone thought, well, you know, the, the, their luck's going to run out, you know, when they hit Brazil. And then Zidane, of course, how could we forget him? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, so. They're, they're just wait. They're you know, Deschamps is done after this one. He's got his yeah, title. I think so. And, and to be honest, I, I I think you have to change it up as a national team after yeah, so I mean, long. That's Zidane. That, that's Zidane's next job right there. Yeah, he's yeah, his, maybe. He's no, got all of his yeah. He's got all of his yeah. stuff at the club level at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, he's got he's all the not world Maradona. Cup. He actually kind of knows what he's doing. <laughs> Yeah, because he because he has kind of a clean lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, fair enough. I mean, God, a, uh, there's some serial partiers that have. Uh, George Best, I think, might have had a cleaner lifestyle than Maradona. Just oh yeah, bad timing for George. Uh, or they could be in competition. You know, uh, uh, what's the. Uh, I mean, you think you you think about all the ones that have had bad lifestyles that are still around. How is God like the guy from Tampa? I can't. Remember oh, Rodney his name. Marsh. Rodney Marsh. Yes, I mean that guy. That guy was a party partier, you know, and great stories. But yeah, you know, there's another example. You know, the the um the I got the um oh and I would draw a blank on this. Oh, what the. Hell is his name? No, I'll probably miss it, but it's 
Yeah. It's part of my third book that I'm going to sign the contract for pretty soon. But go. anyway, um, the old Manchester, Manchester City manager of that time that went to... Um, Kevin Keegan? Taylor. No, not Keegan. This is before as well. Keegan was no. still playing. Not Joe was, Royal or... It was the guy above Royal. It's, oh, God. What the heck? Give me a second. Let me look at, I have... The book, but the the um, uh, it's and I'm gonna you're gonna laugh when I miss this one up. What is it? Um, Malcolm Allison. That's what it oh. is. Oh, uh, there's a great story in that. Is Malcolm Allison had had failed out at uh Man City, mm. and he's sitting at a bar with Rodney Marsh, who is the his big time striker he brings in and uh, Crystal Palace comes for Malcolm Allison and Rodney Marsh goes, you have nothing to lose. Go there. Yeah. You you yeah. should go there right at that spot and go and try. Now, obviously that's what, that's what it is. But you know, the, the strange thing in all this is, I mean, we don't necessarily know how Maradona died, and you know all those conspiracy theories about everything. No, fair enough, fair enough. How Paul Gascon still alive? I, that's uh, he's like the Keith Richards of football. <laughs> he's, he's he on, looks as bad as Keith Richards too, but man, he's oh, still, yeah. he's st- which is sad because man, that guy was such a magical player. If he could ever just not even got him. I mean, just got him under control because uh, he he was creative in a way that English players just aren't, you know. Yeah. And not to knock English players, but, the, you know, not many, uh, you know, guys like Gascoigne. You know that's a generational talent, and yeah, that's a generational talent. But at the at the at all levels of the sport, even at that time in the eighties, yeah, was stamped out because of the conservatism of it. I mean, mm. you think about some of the players that should have had many more caps for them. I mean, Rodney Marsh should have had more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God. Oh, what's his name? Oh, uh, the. Matt Latissier. Yeah. Well, and if he would have uh, left Southampton, I think he would have got more caps. I think that held him back just because, well, you know, it's kind of that, well, if he was better, he'd play at a big club. You know, the, we deal with that with the U.S. team all the time. If he was good, he would be in Europe playing for, you know, some seventh division club in England as opposed to playing for uh, Nashville FC. Uh, yeah. But, but Latissier, I think. Yeah. yeah, if he would have just left Southampton, he might have got more cabs. But, you know, more power to him. He was a legend. He loved Southampton. So, you yeah. know. Uh, and you, you look at all those players of that generation that could have gone. I mean, mm-hmm. England misses a World Cup because they yeah. don't bring in the, those type of players there. It's their book, right. the Mavericks. It's actually a there is a documentary out. I don't know if I don't know where it is anymore. I think the BBC did it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like or ITV did something about all the players they missed out on the seventies. Yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough. And this is like Germany. I mean, Germany's best move was to open up the national team to all Germans, not just German Germans. Yeah. If you know what I mean. It used to just oh, be, yeah. you know, 
German Germans, you know, and now you look at their team. Now the team that played today, I mean, granted they lost, but it wasn't because they aren't good. They just, Japan is good too. And Japan just kind of got the momentum and went for it. But all Germans now are eligible. You know, they, they bring them all in and they, the whole program has been so much better for it. You know, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of what, kind of how like America has, yeah. that with some of the players that have come through that aren't necessarily well and i think america for us to the league our domestic league's getting better and all that yeah. so our players are all getting better you know so the rising tide I mean, lifts all boats yeah i mean Gia maybe has spent what maybe five years in america in his life yeah i mean he played for, in if the that. academy for nyc for a little while but then you know he was just you know, you know, his dad's got gone, connections yeah. too. And he was so good. You know, it's like McKinney, you know, McKinney went through FC Dallas, but never played for the first team because he went to Europe and he can't really say he made a bad move because he has been on big clubs ever since. I mean, Schalke, even when they went down, they're still a big club. Oh know? yeah. And then Juventus, well, it doesn't get much bigger than Juventus. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly with that. But anyway, yeah. it, to wrap it up, I got yeah. one, I got one other thing to get to you. This is going to make you feel kind of old and funny. But there's another last wrestling match of a veteran that we would grow up with. Oh, really? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's last matches this weekend. Oh, sweet. I loved Ricky the Dragon. So, wow. Yeah. yeah he's That's cool. Yeah, it's a good one. And another note, uh, Lance Leipold, it looks like I saw your thing. He signed an extension. Yeah. So that's another uh, Nebraska candidate off the board. I don't blame him personally. Oh yeah. Sometimes because grass what, what, is not always greener. So yeah, for him. you can't you can't touch Nebraska right now. To be yeah, honest, well, with I you. want I mean, Mickey to get the job personally. That's just I me. think that's where it's going. Is I hope so. so. Where Everybody I, else I, keeps I, turning it down for one thing. Rule yeah. turned it down. Leipold staying at Kansas. So. Well, Leipold only turned it down last week. Right. Yeah, well, and I think it was more of, you know what? I got something good here. I'm staying well, but, here. And it doesn't yeah, look well, like the Big 12 was going to implode like it looked like at the beginning yeah. of the season. Well, uh, the thing with so. Kansas is what he has is he's not losing many players off of this team. Yeah. He's still got him. because the, the thing that is helping college football out is still you have the last remnants of the COVID year. Because everybody That's got true. the automatic um, extra year of eligibility yeah, the super seniors. at any time. So yeah. you've got super seniors. And here's the thing with Kansas. 90% of our defense is going to be super seniors next year. Oh, there you go. Our, um, yeah, it's like it was legitimately used like one off the offensive line and mm-hmm. one off the defensive line, and he's already yeah. replaced the offensive lineman because they just pulled someone in out of the transfer portal that was a five-star somewhere else. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he can he can legitimately bring back all three quarterbacks. I mean, Jason yeah. Bean has an extra year. Jalen Daniel hasn't really played much this year, and he's two years younger than his actual year is because he came mm-hmm. he went early into Kansas, so yeah. there's a lot. The um, Devin Neal, the star of the team, is a soft 
the true sophomore. Yeah, there you go. All so, right, buddy. I mean, Sounds right. good. Have yeah. a good Thanksgiving. And we'll do. The bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you go, and we'll talk later. All right. Sounds good. Right. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.